following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Happy Tuesday. But what if it's not Tuesday when Mm, they listen? Happy week. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I was like, but this gets released on Tuesday, so... Oh, it isn't even Tuesday today, is it? (laughs) Don't tell them that. Now they'll be like, what? What? I thought you guys recorded this on Tuesday. What in the world? I don't even know what's going on. It's okay. No worries. It's okay. No worries. You're all good. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jordan. So here's what we do. We record this on Friday, and... um, and then we release it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And every um, every Friday, I feel like it takes a little bit just to get moving. It does. And it's And then Friday. we see each other and either it's like a, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Or it's a, hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> can usually gauge how I am by how I walked in the door. Yeah. Today's like a, hi. Yeah. How's it going? Um, but it's Easter season and it's budget season. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on around at the church. There is. Hey, you had a good night on Wednesday, though, huh? We did. We, we were talking about this before we yeah. hit record, but... We had um, over 100 students, and we did a night of worship, and we had our youth worship team come in and lead and um, read verses and um, reflected on like kind of what we were doing. It was awesome. Loved it. So when you say 100 students, you mean from what age to what age? Um, upstairs, it was kindergarten to fifth grade. And then, so that doesn't count. Like, that doesn't count any of my middle schoolers. middle schoolers. That we probably have about mm, at least twenty youth that come, and that doesn't count the preschoolers, which we probably had about twenty. And that doesn't count um, any of the adults volunteers, either. which yeah, is yeah, yeah, about yeah. twenty. What does it take? 30. Does it take twenty to run Wednesday um, night program? No, it takes more than that. Um, I guess you have food and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, because you've got to think at least two leaders per small group, six small groups. That's twelve. Plus my game people. I don't know. It's at least 40 people to run a Wednesday night. Wow. But when you're talking 130 kids at times, you got to be prepared for that. Get used to it. It's fun. It's chaos, but it's organized chaos. And one of the best moments is when they all were kneeling in oh, front of their chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just releasing their burdens to God, whatever it was, the, yeah. their nervousness, their anxiety, whatever. And it was such a like, and it was deathly silent except for the guitar playing. And I thought, whoa they're doing it yeah. i thought they'd talk the whole time the picture's really so. funny because you got a couple kids like staring at yeah ceiling, they don't you know, know what to whatever. do but they're, they're cool but then you got a couple kids that are like really focused yeah. on what's going on and so. it's one of those things that it's a it's a learning thing they've yeah. never experienced any type of worship which how many of us as adults have gone into things and been like i've never done this and it's well when you say worship you're not talking talk about music though no it yeah. was reading god's word it was prayer and then we had like actions and things where we made encouragement cards um because we taught when we talk about worship it's this idea of being a walking worshiper the way you think act yeah. everything you think act say do all of that reflects and honors and obeys god and brings glory to god why did we need bethany here she's real good at that why why do we call it worship in regards to music oh. that drives me crazy I don't, I don't know why we can't, why we make it so singular because yeah. that's not what God's word says at all. Yeah, people are like, hey, the worship was really good today, and I'm like, 
Are you Which, talking about music yeah. or are you talking about like everything? The teaching of like the yeah. word, Or the was prayer. the sermon good? You yeah. know, like what was it that, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the pastoral prayer or whatever, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It's just funny to me. Like, I don't know where it, where it got so narrow. I would, I, I would be really curious. Maybe I need to ask her that. Like, when yeah. did we get to the point where we called worship uh, or singing, excuse yeah. me, worship? Like, that's right. kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'll ask uh, my friend Keith Getty. Yeah. I'll just, give him a call. Just call him up. Hey, Keith. It's Jordan. <laughs> again. Okay. I'm calling you again. Oh, man. That'd be cool. I'd like fangirl out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about it before on the podcast, but Bethany met him. Did yeah. I tell you that story? And we were just walk like he was just standing there, yeah. and we were uh, we were getting ready to leave, and she's like, "Jordan, that's Keith." Getty. <laughs> and it was like, and here's what's funny: like people listening to this probably like have no idea, no idea, no like, idea. But in Bethany's world and your world, yeah. uh, he's a really big deal. They're just good. Yeah. So we were walking by, and uh, she's like, "Jordan, that's that's Keith Getty." And I was like, "You want to meet him?" And she's like, "No, he's busy." And I was like, "We can meet him." So we just stood there, like, yeah, talked to him. She's so like, "Let's fun. go, come on, let's go." And I was like, "No, we're good. Like, let's let's talk to." Him. So he's like, "Hi, how you doing? Good to see you." <laughs> and like, because he's so Irish. And uh, I was like, "This is my wife, Bethany. You know, she's a really big fan. He signed her book and That's all this stuff." Fun. Yeah, it was super funny. Well, we were at um, we went to go see Nate Bargetzi, uh, mm-hmm. who's a comedian. He's not a Christian comedian. He's a clean comedian though. Okay. So we went to go see him in South Bend with a uh, couple friends of ours and uh we went out to eat in a restaurant in south bend he's across the table like he's across the room like the buddy that i'm with he looks at me and goes jordan that's nate bargetzi and i was like you want to meet him he's like don't you dare <laughs> everybody at the table is like holding me down they're that's like funny. don't get up so i just stood up i walked over and i was like hey nate uh that table over there is freaking out that you're that's here so, so could you come over and say hey so he came over you know took a picture all this other stuff it was super fun but uh the the best part was so we went to the show mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's at the show and he's like hey you know I really appreciate you guys when you come up to me in public and mm-hmm. you know say hi and you want to have a picture and like we're laughing you know right. whatever and everybody's like pointing at me I'm like hey see he likes it he goes but here's the thing <laughs> I'm like semi famous I'm not like crazy famous yeah. so when you leave the waitress is like who who are you, you? <laughs> should I know should you. I know which is like a real shot to like, oh man, I'm not as well known as I thought. Can you imagine riding that like pistol? Like you're way up here. People are like, hey, how's it going? And then all of a sudden like you shoot way back down. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I guess I'm a peon. <laughs> per- perspective. Oh man, it was so funny though. I don't know why people get starstruck. I really don't. I just kind of, I don't know. Just like um, a last story and then I'll, I'll uh, we'll get into the book. But uh <laughs> I met T.D. Jakes. Do you know who T.D. Jakes is? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, like he's a... Uh, uh, people have their views on him or whatever the case right. is. Theology aside, which we obviously differ on, but right. uh, he uh, he walked by me and put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, excuse me, brother. He's like, Isn't he like a big guy? Big black yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's, like, uh, he's like, excuse me, brother. And uh, he people's presence is crazy sometimes he, i could imagine him having a big presence yeah like, like i moved and he, he didn't even move space. me i just yeah. i just kind of moved over or whatever and i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you met anybody famous have you ever um, when i was in the gymnastics world lots of olympians really I got to coach with some olympic coaches like at camps and stuff so yeah. i have and i wasn't starstruck uh, to me they were they're a person just people right um i don't it's not so much that I like get starstruck, like, oh, I can't talk to them. I'm a nobody. They're so amazing. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to inconvenience them. Uh, like, that's usually my mentality. I will inconvenience somebody like, all day. I don't even care. Like, I did, and I'm not like 
a shy person at all, but yeah. um yeah, so when I was in the gymnastics world, I definitely had opportunity and it was it was cool like to be able to say, "Hey, I yeah. you know, coached alongside someone who coached an Olympic gymnast." Yay. Yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah. Interesting. So. All right, well anyway, we're not we're not talking about that at all. No, we're we, talking about being a servant. We are <laughs> The, maybe the exact opposite of like greatness uh, and fame. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> man, we'll talk about uh, famous people and then all of a sudden we're going to move into um, talking about servants. So, um, Principle 7, Paul David Tripp's mm-hmm. book, Lead. If you're listening to this and it's Easter season, you're 15 days behind. Well, 16, 17 days behind by the time you listen to this. If you listen yes, to it on Tuesday. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, wait, no, I'm not on day 17. <laughs> right? Stop. Um, we're, li- we're reading Journey to the Cross we by are. Paul Tripp and it's... It's super good. Mm, um, yeah. I, I, it's a little convicting yesterday. I had to repent because I was reading Paul's book this morning, not the lead book, the Journey to mm-hmm. the Cross book, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you're so good. I hate this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everything I've read by him is really good. It really is. And I don't know if it's just how he's able to put words together. Yeah. Um, I always feel like I bumble and stumble sometimes, yeah. or I'm like... That was really well said, and it made me think. It like, was so, it, like everything he he writes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no, I don't want to say there's no flaw in you because there is. No, but yeah. There's, I mean, last episode, right? But uh, man, he's he just he articulates well. It's mm-hmm. cool to see people in their giftedness. Yeah. Like, and I think that's where, man, you found your gift, mm-hmm. brother. Like, you can write. So, uh, super good. Anyway, we're uh, in Principle 7, leaders, or Servanthood. A call to leadership in the church is a call to a life of willing sacrifice and service. Did you scan over the verses this time, Jess? <laughs> I even was like, Jessica, you underline in the book. You better underline in the verses. Don't too. do it. Even though that they're underlined in your Bible, underline them here. <laughs> so. All right. So, uh well, I before we started talking about famous people, I wanted to piggyback off what you were talking about, and I brought up Night of Worship for a reason. Obviously, you have so many volunteers and servants. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's like your big two or three traits that you say, this person is a servant? Because there's a difference between somebody coming and populating right. and somebody who's actually coming to, like you say, man, that person is a servant. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's someone who's willing to get in and get messy, mm-hmm. um, whether that's relationally with someone who they see a kid and they're not like, let's just fix a problem and move on. They're going to sit in that messiness with that kid or with that youth Mm -hmm. um, or whoever it is. So someone like, so whether it's relationally, whether it's something as simple as they're the ones that are going to stay late and they're going to help me clean up. (laughs) Like I don't ask a lot of the time because I know people's time is important. I know people have families to get to, Mm -hmm. but it's the same people over and over who go, I'm not leaving you to this by yourself. Yeah. I'm going to come and I'm going to do this with you. No um, sour attitude either. Yeah. No. And very willingly and not grumbling and complaining. Even in my head, I'm like grumbling and complaining because I have to clean up popcorn off the floor that's spilled or whatever. They just do it. They're yeah. like, w- so they're willing to get in the, in and get messy. I think um, they don't, they don't care. Um, I think it's someone who isn't seeking that limelight, but is content to just be, be where God has called them to be. Now that might be up front, right. but it also might be in the back. It might be in the, and they're content and they, they just do that. Um, what about the excellence. opposite? Give me the, give me the opposite side of it. Like what doesn't like your two qualities that you're like, man, you're in the yeah. wrong place. Um, when I hear a lot of me and I come out of their mouth. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So when they're serving, but it's, it's me, 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 I, 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 mm-hmm. I want this. I think we should do this. What about me? 
where do I fit? Um, so I think that's the biggest one. Hmm. And then I think, um, yeah, when they're not a servant, if they're not willing to do the hard. Yeah. And so they're, they're populating, they, they're a presence Mm -hmm. They're uh, they're, but they're not, when they're not willing to get in and do the hard, I think it's that, it's just that opposite there. Yeah. I would say the top two, uh, on my end of a servant is, um, I can just feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I'm around somebody, like I want to be around you. Yeah. Like that's, that's like number one where, where you want to be here. You can tell you want to be here. It's good. And then the second thing is that like, um, just a, the, that positive attitude. I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. Like presence is one. We were talking about that, you know, which is people having presence, mm-hmm. but I think attitude is so contagious. Yeah. And if it's amazing, I've seen people who have poor attitudes, you put them in, you know, a specific spot and it's like they ruined the whole night. It's like, mm-hmm. it was, I, just go home, man. Just like, yeah. you, you're making everybody uncomfortable or whatever the case is. And I think that's the opposite. The opposite side of the spectrum is you get, you get people who are, um, uh, in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, I, well, maybe it was my fault. You know, I placed you in the right. wrong spot or whatever the case is. So, Absolutely. yeah. So, uh, interesting as, as we kind of look through that and whatnot, but, um, looking at Mr. Tripp's wonderful work here, mm-hmm. the, um, the interesting thing, uh, I read his case study, all that other stuff, willing to suffer, um, he gets into, let me see if I can oh, find you're it. You're flipping a lot of pages. Yeah, 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 because I'm <laughs> jumping to the, there's there's a spot. If you're in the book, it's page 137. Okay. But cool. these are the things I kind of want to hone in on. He says, take time with your leadership community to reflect on the following verses. Ask yourselves if they describe the mentality, mm-hmm. the attitudes, the relationships, and the ministry functionality of the leaders in your community. So we're going to do like a self-assessment, okay? Oh, so great. like, come on in to our... Uh, Staff Those meeting, if you fun. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. Um, we're not going to get to all these because right. he has a significant amount. So I just picked right. out a couple. Okay. But um, uh, let's just start with number one. So he says, they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Do you think the people who serve here and we're just calling our community. So mm-hmm. you have to ask this for your community. We're just right. doing a self-assessment here. But do you think our people um, consider it an honor to suffer? And suffer is the key word there. Uh, to to suffer dishonor by the world's standards for the name of Jesus. Hmm. Or um, do we even understand that concept at all? No. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think we've got to define suffer because I think we often think suffering is these big, huge trials, this large persecution. But he would say anything that kind of makes you uncomfortable. That's not easy. That hard conversation, that that hassle that you're facing. Um, Well, isn't it interesting, though, he starts that whole list mm -hmm. with, with suffering like how if you're reading that you look at that and you go whoa hold on a second like how does suffering and servanthood go hand in hand but it does i mean you see it all through scripture you see it in these verses that's jesus came and he suffered Mm -hmm. as a servant and so i think it's just that redefining of suffer it doesn't necessarily mean physical suffering it can it doesn't mean large-scale persecution being thrown in jail it can right but it's just that are you know? Are you willing to be inconvenienced? Are you willing to be selfless instead of selfish? Um, 
but you don't do that, right? Like you don't look at your your um, volunteers on Wednesday night and you're like, hey, it's gonna hurt a little, Not or do yet. you? Um, <laughs> like sometimes is that part of the resume? Like, hey, man, like. This isn't going to be, listen, you're dealing with 130 <laughs> kids. It's not easy. <laughs> like, do you want to come up and try? It's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there is a little bit of like, hey, every week, it's a it's a grueling thing. And we're, I'm pretty open with it. Sports camp is a great example, like where we preface. Yeah, that's true. You're going to be tired. Yeah. And you're going to lack energy and you're going to lack motivation. And Wednesday and Thursday are hard. Yeah. But we do tell people for like, sports camp, like, yeah, it's, it's, you're going to be taxed. And so I, you know, I try, especially with like those ministries that are serving every single week and they're having to be present. Um, this is hard. This is not, it's taxing to come out on a Wednesday night. Wednesdays are hard in a home. Often it's, I mean, it's hump day for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and you're in the middle of your week, you're usually tired and Friday's still far away. Um, but let me tell you how rewarding it is. Too. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and I think even just this um, dishonor, like, are we willing to be countercultural? I, I think, I, I mean, I think we've proven that in our church, like, hey, we're going to do what God's called us to do. And we feel that's meeting, meeting openly, right. having um, our kids programs run. That's against what a lot of churches even are doing right now. So that was kind of my follow up question is like, do people know? that you're going to be unpopular by being present mm-hmm. in this, in this ministry or whatever the case is, you know, yeah. like this isn't going to, this isn't going to bode well for you. You're not going to get to join that adult small group on Wednesday night. That's right. super cool. And all the cool people are doing it. Not in that. No, I'm not. Either. You're not going to get date, date night with your wife, you know, yeah. or your husband, like date night on Wednesday night is an awesome perk. If you're a parent dropping your kid off, Yeah, you're giving up that ability to do that. You Every know? time I go on date night on Wednesday night, I always end up having a conversation with the worship leader. Oh, yeah. That stinks <laughs> that um, that happens. It's like I, every time we go, like, we're like, all right, let's go. You know, we're going to go out tonight. The worship leader, by the way, is my it's, wife. I was going to say, you might want to preface but, that. Uh, <laughs> You're not dating yeah, someone yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, like, it ends up in a church conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that was a 45-minute staff conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's because that's the world you live in. And it's that's fine. what you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like it at all. Yeah. But I don't think people understand that, like, and maybe we need to do a better job with it is like you're you're gonna lose something here Mm -hmm. but at the same time um you're gonna be unpopular too but like you said the other side is is beneficial how do you distinguish at least for your people um and your people are our Mm -hmm. people so i don't want to say your people our people How how do we distinguish for our people the difference between secular service and uh for lack of a better word, Christian service. Yeah. Um, I think secular service is what do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. Like what recognition do I get? What, um, yeah, what accolades do I get? Christian service is the exact opposite. Do they think, do you think they know? Like, do you think they know that? Like, um, or do they think I'm just serving at the church? I think it depends on where and, and I'm at. not. I'm not yeah. bombing on your ministry no, at no, all. No. I'm, just, I'm just asking yeah, questions. I, I don't know. I mean... I think it depends a lot on how us as a leader lead. Mm-hmm. Like, so do we lead with the hope that we're put then in front and we're getting accolades and you know, how do we handle that praise when we get it? Right. And um, I think they're going to model a lot off how we lead. Right. Like their attitude is going to be similar to what our attitude is. Yeah. I've had to reframe my, my mindset, you know, a little bit like even our Sunday morning service for a long time, I think in repentance, there was uh we're producing 
You know what I mean? Like this is this is a show. We would never have said that. No way. Like right. that's that's so anti spiritual. But yeah, I think I think we were kind of like, hey, this is something that we're doing for you, mm-hmm. you know, and and the person who sits in the pews. And then we had to move away from that, or I did at least, and said, uh, you know what? Like uh, what we're about to do is going to be extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. for you. You know, like communion, for example. We're gonna. Uh, we did this a couple weeks ago. We just sat in the mm-hmm. um, in the sanctuary, and I love it, man. The uncomfortable silence just kind of yeah. like creeps in. You I can think almost feel it like a wave. Yeah, like it waves like from one side of the room to the other, and yeah. everyone's like fidgety. You're waiting for like the baby to cry yeah. or somebody to cough or something <laughs> like that, you know. And coughing's been canceled, so like yeah, people you are can't do that purple. anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but it, <laughs> your coughing's canceled for uh, 2021. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> And if you do, you have to like throw your head in your I shirt, know. you know, like, <laughs> oh man, so I sneezed the other day in public. No, and can't I, do that. And people just looked at me like, what are you doing? Matt and I had gone out and I choked, like literally choked on my water. You ever had that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like going to town because I'm like, I can't breathe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our waitress stood like way further. People back like from our this table. woman right here. <laughs> I'm like, this is I'm what's just wrong. Choking yeah. On water. It's fine. I I'll just know. die. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. You yeah. you people will get to eat your chicken and potatoes. It'll be fine. It's fine. Not a big deal. <laughs> All right, number two. Yeah. Uh, I'll show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Same as number one. Sorry, yeah. I read the wrong one. Ugh, that happens. Anyway, moving along. Okay, the Spirit uh, Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, providing we suffer with Him in order. Now, I know that this is in the same vein in regards mm-hmm. to suffering. But the question on the table is, do you think people in ministries around here know that they're serving the Lord or do you or do you think they're serving themselves? How do you define that? Mm-hmm. Like how can you tell the difference between somebody who you would look at and have that heart-to-heart conversation with and be like, "Hey man, I think you're doing this for the, for the wrong reasons. reason." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had that conversation? Um I, I don't have, know if I ever have. I have with it. I just had it with a youth the other day. Oh, youth is easy, though. But that was easy. I was yeah. just going to say, but that was super simple. Like, I don't want to downplay what yeah. you did, but I'm like, no, Psh, that's I'll no. tell kids what to do all day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yes. Until you know what that mom, that mom is a little harder. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> tough so, about that. Um, but not, I don't know if I have with an adult. I think I just do a lot of, like, question asking, hoping that they'll like leading questions hoping that they'll get to the conclusion that mm-hmm. I'm like, you're like, like turning on lights all over uh, their place yeah, they're like, like still dark still, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. yeah um <laughs> yeah i don't know that's hard it, that's hard to question someone's heart because mm-hmm. you don't know and what and the flip side is let's be real sometimes we come in and we have a bad day mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and the way that we are act our words and our actions aren't like they might be representative of our heart for the moment, right. but it's not the long right. overarching thing. Yeah. Um, usually if there's someone who I think eh, they're just maybe a little off, may, I start asking, okay, are they in the right place? Is this where they're really supposed to be? Are they, um, do, do they need to, are they burnt out? Like what's kind of, what's caused them to go from I'm serving God to I'm serving myself. What, where's the heart issue? It, it almost feels like there's a difference between like you're having a bad day and 
you're not serving for Jesus. Right. I don't think I've ever gone up to somebody and been like, I don't hey, think you're serving for Jesus. Your heart's not in this. <laughs> now, I've done it at a sports game a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I remember that. Like, uh, I had a conversation, this was a couple of years ago. Like, somebody was there and I looked at him and I said, You can go home. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What? And they're like, That's an option. You can <laughs> do that. And I'm like, If you're struggling, I said, yeah. And you need to go home. Like, they had like a legitimate like crisis going on in yeah. their life. And I was like, You need to go home. You go home. You know, yeah. like, it's not, a, it's, this this is huge to us, but mm-hmm. I, I understand you have something, you know, right. if, and if your heart's not going to be in it and you're going to have your head in the clouds all day, like, go do, you're fine. Yeah. It's, it's all good. You know, like, no big deal. We'll come back, come back tomorrow. You know, it's all mm-hmm. good. I think they stuck around. Yeah. Sometimes but, it's just a matter of helping people like open, like turn that light bulb on mm-hmm. of, oh, hey, the way that I just responded in this was super selfish or was really me centered or was really off and oftentimes that's not really like that's not the it's just a reaction to something it's not really where the heart is at on a regular basis i don't know if that makes sense a little bit yeah i think i'm tracking with you yeah all right uh second corinthians 1 7 you will also share in our comfort do you think people who serve um feel i don't want to say feel a feelings Mm -hmm. feelings a bad word right because i think emotion messes with us all the time yes side conversation real quick you have to answer this in like two sentences oh jeez do you think the conscience oh i hate conscience question right so we asked this the other day we were talking about this the other day do you think the conscience um can be locked in to constantly godly or constantly evil because like the 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 preface of the I, and I understand you're coming into this conversation like way like what so we were talking about what the conscience is. Long story short, the conscience is given by God. The more you have godly influence, the more the conscience leans towards the godly. The more you have negative influence, it's just ungodly. The conscience goes towards the negative side, which will push you away from the Lord. Right. So okay. The the question though was, can we lock it in? No. No. You think it's always influenced. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I mean, if you're saying, I want to have this conversation with you someday. So yeah, like uh, if you're I mean, I think in that situation, how you define conscience is the more you are around godly things, yeah. you're pulled towards godly things. And the more you're around evil things, the more you're. Yeah. Then to me, that's movable then. Like what you said is movable. It's. So it's going to be this like pendulum that swings. Now, hopefully your your godly influences outweigh your um, flesh, uh, like the sin, yeah. influence, the evil, whatever word you're using. So you stay on that side more. But at, look at the life of David. Oh, but he didn't have the indwelling of the spirit. He didn't. Hello. But he did re- say, take, don't, like he, in Psalms, he says, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. So was that, did that mean at that time that he. Okay, we're going to pause this conversation. I don't know. Anyways. Remember this, though. Like, oh, we need great. to talk about this because it's it was it was such a good conversation. There was a couple times where I was like, man, I wish Bethany and Jessica were here. Like, they I would have know. some really good comments about this. Maybe not. I don't feel like I'm smart when you talk consciences. <laughs> okay, so you will also comfort. share in our comfort. The question was uh, leaders, uh, ser- not leaders, servants, ser- mm-hmm. servant leaders. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo. Uh... <laughs> Ao yourself. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, there's sometimes where I, th- I feel like God whispers in my ear. He's like, "I gave you that. You're welcome." All right. I'm not sure he gave you the ao. <laughs> the servant leader. Though, you can't prove good. it. So I whatever. So I can't speak to it. Comfort. What's the question? Okay. So do you feel 
Mm-hmm. I, and I use that going back. Yep. Use that okay. word really lightly, lightly and Carefully. loosely. That servant leaders, when they're serving properly, are aware of spiritual maturity that is taking place and comfort that is coming in being in their giftedness. I hope so. I I, th- I would hope they do. Answer I, it personally. Yeah. Because I don't feel that way all, no. a whole lot of times. Like I I don't. I think it comes way down the road like so when it says you shared my comfort there's a lot of times where if i'm serving uh i'm uncomfortable i'm unhappy and maybe i'm in the wrong place when i'm serving in that yeah. but there are times where um like let's just take preaching for example yeah. right like studying is always climbing a mountain for me right. i love to preach i mean like mm-hmm. that is that's the peak of the mountain right man. Like, right 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 but Climbing that mountain took forever, yeah. <laughs> and that's so taxing. And I don't mm-hmm. think that the comfort doesn't come till after it's been delivered. And it was like, it was kind of like God was like, "And here's cool water on your right, right, you know, warm soul or whatever the case is." But I'm gonna say, even in the midst of that uncomfortable, you can find the comfort. Mm. Like, so I maybe think it's it, a perception I, issue. I, I absolutely, I think it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's your perspective. I think it shifts the perspective going. This is grueling and hard, but mm-hmm. you're leading me beside those still waters, you know, eventually. And so, like, you can find that. Have you ever had somebody come up and, and say that to you? Like, hey, I'm like, they probably mask it with, like, I love serving here. Yeah. But have you ever had somebody say, like, man, I find, like, comfort here or Oh, yeah. Peace. I, ton, tons of times. It's, like, working with kids is super rewarding because they don't hold back Says how they feel. you. <laughs> true and it's probably that's very true i would kick back on that (laughs) statement all day (laughs) okay can you tell that's my giftedness and that's my area that i love i hold people's babies and i'm like and i'm good here you go oh no the other day it was probably a few months ago (laughs) i had a little baby and he was just uh we were battling we battled for like 35 minutes and of course mom's texting is he okay and i'm just ignoring so i'm like he's not right now (laughs) but then eventually he quieted down and he's just and i don't even really love like the nursery area yeah. And I was like, oh, we got through that, buddy. You and I together. And I'm sitting there and I'm singing to him. And I'm like, and of course, part of me as I'm a mom, and I'm like, oh, my babies are not babies yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But you know. You're like grabbing your yeah. oldest to like come and like I know. I'm sit like, your lap. And he's like, mom, you're weird. Stop. It's like, this is so <laughs> awkward. I don't even fit here anymore. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. So the answer to that is yes. I've had, I have people say that because kids are so honest with their emotions. Mm-hmm to you a lot of the times like so if they're loving something or when you see those light bulbs click on Mm -hmm. absolutely like it can be a trial but when you watch that that kid that you're pretty sure they don't pay attention at all and they're hanging upside down on their chair they come up and say hey jessica i want to know the jesus how do i do that well it's it's prolonged right like that's that that happened later down the road yeah but i can usually you can find those moments of wow Mm -hmm. that was awesome in the middle of the yeah. Oh my land! I'm gonna beat my head against the table. <laughs> so I I don't know. I think it's your perspective to answer that. Okay, well, that's fine. All right, moving <laughs> along. Uh, that's my opinion. I didn't get what I wanted there, I but whatever. Uh, it's fine. I I didn't really want anything out of that. It's just it's just interesting. I think some people get that comfort right away, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, I love this. This is like peace and um, and joy." And then I think some other areas of service you yeah. just you just got to hold on because it's coming later but do you think that's god giving it to you when you need it 
some of the time? Um, or do you think it's people, he uses people to give that encouraging word in the midst of the struggle to bring that comfort or? See, I'm such a person who loves the hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know why my brain, I don't know what my mom and dad did to me when I was a kid. But <laughs> I really mean, and no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Like, I don't, I would love, that's a, that's a question I have for Jesus. Like, was I born with this mm-hmm. in my, in my, it, like, is this my bent yeah. or did I, did something happen nature when I was a kid that, that happened? So I am so much of like, I love the struggle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's working out or, uh, writing a sermon or whatever the case is. Like Bethany came up to me the other day and she's like, are you okay? And first of all, I hate that question because I, I don't feel like I'm ever okay. <laughs> like I always have something on my brain, yeah, I but I was just thinking through, um, I had procrastinated and when you're writing and, and you kind of know this too, like when you're studying, there comes this pause where you just procrastinate until you just dive in. And then once you dive in, it's like, yes. here we go. And that spot right there is so hard. Yeah. From getting from, from <laughs> I'm going to do this to doing this. Yes. Only people who study for a living can understand this, <laughs> this struggle because and oh, and sometimes it's days. I feel like you're like speaking to me this. Oh man! <laughs> so in the days though, when and it's I, I don't even want to call it procrastination because it's not. I think no. it's a fight. I think you're fighting to sit down and do this, but you're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, but it's super taxing because you're in this. Um, Your brain is just constantly circling it. Yeah, but it, you haven't like yeah honed in. Yeah, so so when you're doing that, you're mad at yourself because you're not sitting down and doing this. But in the same breath, you're like, but I'm not ready to. Right. So it's this really delicate balance. I feel like you're speaking to me right now. Oh (laughs) man. So Bethany comes up and she's like, "Are you okay?" Again, first of all, I hate that question. Second of all, I'm fighting with myself. Right. Like there's the struggle. So I'm like. I should be sitting down and doing this. <laughs> and I can't do it if uh, I don't have like a significant chunk of time right. either. Absolutely. If I'm going to get partway in and then I know I'm going to have to stop. No, I can't do it. Because once I'm going, I'm going. Yep. And I cannot lose that train. Oh, and I'll tell Bethany sometimes I'm like, I need five hours. Yeah. She's like, five hours? I was like, yeah, but they have to be five hours where I'm ready to go. Yeah. Because if I'm not, it's bad. Yeah. So I do a lot of my final, like my final big, huge push. Mm-hmm. Like I've studied, studied, studied Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not usually Sunday because I'm doing stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I, t- I teach my big, huge stuff on Wednesday a yeah. lot. And so like Monday, if I lose my day or. Gone. I, I Gone. Get, I'm so thrown off. And then I feel like I go into Wednesday a hot mess. Yep. And I'm like, I needed this time. Oh, and so like, but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. where. There, there is no, and again, I don't know if, it's, if I was born this way. I love the fight, but I'm exhausted in it too. Yeah. Like, and because if you'll understand this, but if if I could put in a box and show somebody what it feels like when you're done, it is the most rewarding. Like, yes. there is nothing better than printing out the final sermon, putting it in the book, like, and and going okay, and and. I put my hand on it and I'm like, okay, God, it's all yours. I feel like I've done the work and I'm ready for you to take over and you drive. And I'm like, I mean, I'm the nicest person in the world. No, I get it. (laughs) So I think there's some things that you do Mm -hmm. for the Lord in servant leadership that the comfort is not going to come until a long way down the road. And you just got to, you got to embrace the fight, man. Yeah. That's I, I, I can get on that. Like, I, absolutely. I mean, it's a, 
it's a process. And I think that's what these verses and this chapter is saying is, mm-hmm. will you sit in that suffering knowing the comfort's coming? And here's the other thing I wish people knew was the comfort is, is very short-lived. <laughs> you do it the next week. Uh, the next, like <laughs> the mine next is sometimes day. hours. <laughs> yes. Like, like within hours, it's like it's like the waves. Like the yeah. waves have gone back out into the ocean, and I sit there and watch yep. them. I'm like, man, it's so pretty. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, and now let's back. go. They're coming yep. back. Get ready to swim again. Yeah, and they come back bigger every time. So, yep. whatever. All right, so uh, check check that off the list. Um, just know that if you're listening, like understand, and you're serving and you're doing well, and you don't feel comfort, it's coming. It's coming. You'll be okay. I promise. All right. Um, Choosing, I'm down the the page. Choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Do you think uh, people who serve, again, we're talking about kind of our people Mm -hmm. here, but do you think people who serve realize that when they serve, they're avoiding something else that's secular? No. No? Maybe. Should we help them see that? I was just thinking, I don't know if I've ever helped them see that. I don't know if I've ever addressed that. Like when you're here, when you're when you're participating, when you're serving here, you're you don't have the opportunity. It's it's protecting you from what could be out there. Yeah. But and I say out there because we're sitting in a church building and apparently it's super Outside. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know if they realize that. Do you? Mm, no. Yeah. I I feel it because I'm called to ministry, like full time ministry. I feel it when I'm serving secular. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many times where I'm pulled, like because I'm like, I need to be here. This is good. This is evangelism. But I'm like, man, I, I like I feel like I should be doing something else for the church. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you are. I think that's a lie from the devil. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think I don't think we're good at showing. Hey, we just saved you from some no. Netflix episode or some procrastination where you're YouTubing or TikToking or whatever but you man, do. But man, if we did, it would change so much. Right. Like, hmm. I love the light bulbs going on in your head right now. A little bit of conviction, a little bit of how do you now change that narrative as you're, as you're talking about the joy of serving and as you're even bringing people in to serve, like, hey, and this is also like a little bit of a hedge of protection for you. Like, what if we did that for announcements? What if we stood mm-hmm. up at church and we're like, hey, we really want you to serve at sports camp, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to save you from sitting on your couch mm-hmm. and being saturated in what the world has to offer. Why not come be saturated in something that helps you be sanctified? Man, that changes the whole conversation. Right. All right, so <laughs> we're going to... I don't think I've ever done that for no. for people. Like, I've never, I've never, like, hey... We're doing a the sing conference coming right. up. Like we just said, come to sing, but we don't give right. people one. We don't give people a purpose for being there. Right. And we don't say like this is why you should be there. Right. The other thing is we don't look at people and say what we're saving you from. Mm-hmm. Like you coming, whether that's serving or sitting, even and being here and being present. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as an example of suffering <laughs> and patience, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. Do you think? people who are servant leaders understand that when they serve they're being the words hands and feet of jesus now i use the the word words because we're not speaking the quote-unquote words of god unless we're speaking scripture right because i think people are like see i'm i'm talking for jesus uh be very careful with that like i told uh i told this guy the other day we were talking about satan and i said satan is not 
God's opposite. He's a fallen demon. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he's not a God. He, right. He's just totally different. So <clears throat> right. I said, and here's the other thing. Like people are like, well, Satan made me do it. I'm like, there's 7 billion people in the world. Satan's not omnipotent. omnipotent. He's not omniscient. Right. He's not omnipresent. So if Satan's came to your door and he is knocking at your door, be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> like, if the devil himself <laughs> has come for you, well, first of all, you must be doing something really big for Jesus. I need to sit down and have a conversation with you because... I'm highly impressed. Yeah. And I missed something. And if Satan's coming, like, oh boy. Yeah. I think sometimes Satan looks at me and he's like... Psh. You're not worth it. He's he's fine. He's, he's gonna, screwing it up on his <laughs> own. She's going to mess it up, <laughs> up on herself. Just give it time. But okay. anyway, uh, so so not like speaking the words of God, but like right. uh, that th- they are the the mouthpiece and, and the hands and the feet of, of Jesus. Do you think they know that? I think so. I think that's part of our conversation a lot. Mm. At least it is in our ministry with children and youth of, you know, we get to, especially kids, they, so much of their view of who God is, is based on their father and other people in church authority. And so um, that's a big, huge responsibility. And so that's something that we try to make um, <clears throat> very clear, just that you get the opportunity to reflect God back to them. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm at the I'm at the last two, oh, so I, I did a huge jump because a lot of them kind of tie they in. Do. Like those are the ones that I wanted to hit. Yep. So, um, when Second Corinthians twelve ten for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For I am weak, I am strong. Do you do you think people understand that what it means to serve out of their weakness? No. What does it mean to serve out of your weakness? Mm. Yeah, define that. Um, <laughs> no, I asked you to define it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're like, you yeah, go ahead, define yeah, that. Go ahead and define that. <laughs> that whole idea of serving an area, like, I don't think you should go. Um, I I'm gonna go build a house for you because, like, if I were like me, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know how to build a house. Please don't. Like, it wouldn't Please stay up. That. That'd I mean, be bad. my kid and I were trying to construct something out of boxes yesterday, <laughs> and it was a hot mess because neither like. He's like, mom, just let me do it. I'm good. Like, it's fine. That's not, I don't, it's, so it's not that. It's not finding the area that you are the worst at yeah. and going, I'm going to serve God here. Now, could God call you there? Sure. I mean, I'm not God, so he could call us anywhere. But I think it's recognizing that you're not always going to be confident. Um, you're going to, you're going, things might be hard. I think it's those moments where I am feeling like, I'm not, I've, I've done the work yet. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've done the work like this. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I've done the work. I've put the time in and yet I still am feeling a little unsure. Um, I think that's where God wants me. Oftentimes God makes me weak. That sounds weird. I don't know if he makes me weak. He allows, like I'll get sick before something really Mm -hmm. big because I think he wants to be like, you're trying to do too much. So I'm going to make it so you can't. And so you can only rely on me. Um, Hmm. So I found like that cycled before where like right before big events, I will be really sick or I'll be really, and it's, I really feel like I can track it and look at it and go because I was doing it and I wasn't letting God work through me um, because I was trying to take matters in my own hands. So I think I'm not saying he's going to make you sick. I'm, that's just, I feel like I'm stubborn and pain. Allows. I like the yeah, word allows. Allows, allows is much better. And I don't even say that he's going to allow you to get sick. Like, um, that just seems to be what usually gets my attention. Like mm-hmm. I think that I, and usually sickness is the result of me pushing too hard and not sleeping enough and 
that's when I get sick. So again, it's my own fault. It's the consequences of my sin. Right. Um, that then he uses in a way to say, you, you got sick because you pushed Mm -hmm. so hard and you didn't rely on me at all. And I allowed that consequence to happen, but let me teach you through that. So that's probably a better way to say that. Anyway, I think it's saying like that weakness serving in your weakness is not, yeah, it's just saying it's being aware of, I'm not the best at this, but I'm going to let God use me anyway. I don't well, know. and I think I would replace uh, weakness with um, humility, like okay. serve with humility because, and and I'd have to go and really study that verse. Like, cause, so I don't want to, I don't want to be blasphemous here, but God doesn't, I don't think God puts you and he does sometimes. Okay. So uh, obviously I'm proving myself wrong, but God puts you, God would want to put you and place you in an area of your strength. I think so. Of your spiritual gifted strength. But when regards to your weakness, knowing that you cannot fulfill right. your spiritual gift as much as you as you want to. Right. So this is Paul's big, big issue, right? Like this is where people crack me up because they're like, well, Paul said that um, I know the things that I want to do, but I can't do them. Right. The context of that verse is he's talking about worshiping God. Mm-hmm. He wants to worship the Lord right. so much more than what he what does. He can, right. And he wants to do things in such a way. He's like, man, I need to give God the praise and the glory that he deserves. And I want my body to exalt the mm-hmm. Lord. I want I want my body to proclaim the praises of the excellencies of him who called me out of darkness into glorious light. But I can't. Yeah. I, because the flesh holds mm-hmm. me back. Like, it's so funny. People are like, I, I think people think, like, well, I struggle with this thing. No, 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 no. Paul's saying his desire is to worship the Lord, but he cannot worship the Lord properly because he lives in a sinful right. shell. And that changes everything. Yeah. Like, so I think that if, if I look at Paul's definition of what he's talking about and then go into that passage, what he's saying is you, um, it's kind of like, I'll just take it with preaching because I preach. So I'll go up and I'll preach a sermon and I know how great it can be and I know this is the only, I can only take it so far. Right. Like my gift set, where I'm at in life, my age, things like that. I'm like, man, God, this could be so much better. And he's like, and that's where humility kicks in, my friend, Mm -hmm. because I know what you want to do and I know you know how good it could be, but you have to have faith to believe that I'm going to fill in the gaps and I'll go the rest of the distance that you were unable to go. Right. You know, so. Well, and I think then the part that he says where, where I am strong is saying, or then I am strong. So for when I am weak, then I am strong. It's saying, I did let you fill in those gaps. Right. I trusted in you to fill in those gaps, meaning I trusted in God to fill those gaps in. Mm-hmm. And that's where the strength comes because we don't. Right. We don't bring the fr- like. We don't fr- bring the fruit. We plant the seeds, and yeah. that's all we like. God's the one that does the saving work, and we're just instruments in that. I remember when I was, when I was studying that passage of scripture. It was it was so eye opening, and Paul's words were just. I was like, whoa, he's not talking about sin. No. He's not talking about like that. He's uh, that he's he's struggling with a sin issue. He he's looking at it, and this is like a, a light bulb. He's saying, man. I know the praise that you deserve and how much I fall short of that. Right. And it's like, uh, okay. You know, like I know it's a guy who could build a house, right? 
Yeah. Like he knows he can only build a house so well because of his gift set or whatever the case is. And then all of a sudden he's like, people are like, this is so good, man, this is awesome. And he's like, yeah, but it could have been so much mm-hmm. better. But I brought in some other crews and they did some things that I can't do. And right. it just, and, and that is why you're seeing this, this awesome house in front of you. It's, it's because I knew how to do this part and then I equipped others. And in the spiritual realms, God looks at us and he says, you did your best. You gave a hundred percent. And then the areas where you knew you couldn't do, you, you let me have at it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's prayer and faith, like one oh, So absolutely. speaking of, he closes the chapter, uh, which I think is interesting. He says, my prayer is that we would be empowered by God's grace to be joyful, willing as leaders to live the suffering servant gospel. That is our reason for existing in everything we say and do in the place where the Savior has positioned us. What What's kind of your like prayer walking out of there, Jess, like that yeah. chapter? And what's kind of the one push that you have, you know, as people are listening and, and paying attention, whether it be underneath your ministry or just you know that you're looking at it going man like this is this is the one thing i kind of pray what would happen Mm -hmm. and transpire with with you guys yeah i think servant leadership is such a huge um push for me it's something that has been modeled for me growing up um and so i see the value like the the intense need to be a servant leader like you see it through the life of jesus um and i was fortunate enough to see it through the life of my parents so i think it's just understanding that it's getting rid of the selfishness. Like Mm -hmm. when you lead, it's not about you. Um, it's about others. And I think when you can change that perspective of, and ask yourself those questions, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this to get something out of it? Am I doing this? So I feel good about something or checking a box like that, then you've got to check your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and servant being a servant is hard and it's, um, it takes effort and it takes perverence, knowing that that comfort will come yeah. um, and other people might be a tool for that. Um, but yeah. And I think, I think that I left this chapter and I, I actually sat down, I finished reading. And I said, Matt, that's my husband. Mm-hmm. I go, Matt, I need you to tell me like full honesty. Is this me? Right. Because this is what I want so bad. And mm-hmm. I worry so much that my own stink and pride gets in the way. Right. And he looked at me very honestly and he said at church, 100 mm-hmm. percent in our home there's selfishness and I was like, you suck <laughs> and I was like, no but he's right and i said, yeah so i think if you're sitting there going i don't serve at a church right i don't serve in the capacity like you can be a servant leader anywhere and i think it starts in the home mm-hmm. like if i'm not doing this at home if i'm being selfish at home if i'm doing stuff you know to get something out of it like mm-hmm. It's got to start in the home and trickle out of there. And he's right. And it's mostly because I let my guard down at home and right. I don't have to check. I, I should, but right. I don't check my motives enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, we argue who's taking the trash out or whatnot. And we don't. Well, that's not an argument in our home. But, you know, whatever it is, like, yeah, I think just being aware that this is, a, some, this is something that needs to um, permeate all areas of mm-hmm. your life because – we should be living a life more and more like Jesus. And this is how Jesus lived. That's interesting. You said I had a conversation with a young man, uh, yesterday and he was telling me about how his, uh, father-in-law and his mother-in-law, uh, is that right? Yeah. Did I do that right? Yeah. His wife's parents. Yeah. They both be in-laws. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, the, it just sounded weird coming out of my mouth, but he said they were getting a divorce and I was like, Hmm. 
And uh, obviously they're older, been married for a long time. And I said, um, I just kind of pressed in a little bit and was like, why? You know, like, and uh, he said, you know, they just kind of had said it would be better for everyone else. And I, I just stopped him and I said, because he also said um, their their relationship with, with the Lord would be better and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, you have to understand that is your relationship with the Lord. Right. If your marriage stinks, your your relationship with the Lord stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, like if like it it doesn't go any different. So it's I feel you because when life isn't like how it should be at home, it's definitely not how it should be right. at church. You know, so it's like these two things have to line up. That yep. in, integrity is who you are in the dark is who you are yep. in the day, and it's the same in church world. It's like that is who you are. So there's times where I've looked at Bethany and I'm like, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh man, if she's asking that question, somebody else is asking that question. And so I have to really do a check there, you know, and say, oh man, maybe I'm not, you know, and, and that's where that writing comes in. But I mean, where would we be without grace, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess I walked away. Uh, you remember salty, yeah, I love Salty, yeah. the singing songbook. Yeah, my kids loved him. Um, <laughs> I loved him when I was a kid, too. And then I realized he wasn't real. I know. Um, There's not such thing as a singing songbook. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Salty has this song, and it, it says, Make Me a Servant. Right. Like, you remember yeah, that? I yeah, I do. Yeah. Humble and true. Yeah, 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 you got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, so uh, the whole chapter, that's all I heard in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, which just goes to the importance of singing and singing it's true, man. God's word. I know so many scriptures because I've oh, sung them. absolutely. Uh, but I was thinking about that, and um, if you if you listen to Salty in context, <laughs> I know I'm going down a crazy road here. <laughs> I love it. But the whole thing is, he says uh, that that's a prayer. So that song is a prayer. And I got to the end. I closed the book, and I I think you have to pray. God, make me a servant. Yeah. It doesn't come from you. No, it's not natural. No, you are selfish mm-hmm. as, as, as all get out. And no matter what you do, whether it's in the church or outside of the church, yep. you will do it for your own benefit all day long. Mm-hmm. But when you pray, God, make me a servant, things start changing. Absolutely. And I think that's, you have to pray for those eyes to see and the ears to hear and the hands and feet to walk in obedience. And mm-hmm. I think then you'll see success. So, uh, you know, it's so funny. We talk about this every single week. Isn't it funny how everything comes back down to prayer, Bible reading, um, fellowship yeah. with the saints? You know, like, it's just it's just funny. We, um, but that con- is it? I mean, should we be surprised? Yeah, it's just <laughs> that conversation about conscience yeah. came from the classroom. And uh, this this kid said, well, it's like working out. When you work out, you get stronger. And I was like, no, that's not true. Actually, when you work out, you're breaking everything down and then you turn around and I said, and how you eat and all that yeah. other stuff like builds you back up. Of, I said yeah. that the rest is there. And what I led into was I was like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we're not strong as servant leadership or servant leaders because uh, we're not resting well. Well, ouch. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so my, my whole thing was, uh, as I was thinking about it, huh. I was like, man, Lord, am I, am I busy like thinking I'm mm. a servant leader and, or am I, am I pausing, you know, to, to just let you work through me? I don't know. There's a lot of things I could keep <sighs> talking about there. So 
So many. Welcome lives. to my life. So when Bethany looks at me, she's like, "Are you okay?" No. No, I'm never. not. I don't know, but I, that might be okay. And that's okay. That's uh, the We Are Messengers. Uh, don't know them, but they have a song, uh, and it says, uh, "Maybe it's okay that I'm not okay." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I think as believers, you're never going to be okay. Um, I think if you're okay, you need to reevaluate. Well, maybe we're never going to be okay. We're, ne- we're always going to be restless. Yes, that's a better word. Yeah. So, and feel free to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, next time, uh, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, Simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.